on a very special consensus. You're going to need to get consent, which is a noise she makes, not a feeling you feel. Consent is the gold standard. Everyone knows what's going on, and everyone said yes. Hello, exactly. Open and honest communication. Mutual acceptance. Yeah, love is blind, lust is Helen Keller. Consent is... I mean, like, you'd have to ask me, like, when I'm not drunk. Hello, exactly. Consent is honesty. What people agree to do. Drive safe, don't rape. Hello, exactly. Never optional. Sexy and required. Hello, exactly. Gentlemen, I think we can all agree that no means no every single time. But what about, uh-huh, even then for sure. Have you guys, oh, you haven't. Have you, will you please, <laughs> please introduce her to Tiffany Haddish. The comedian. I she has a stand-up special so on Netflix. So very familiar with Tiffany. I okay. don't think he is. Beautiful. Yep. She has way. a new special on Netflix mm -hmm. called Black Mitzvah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's all about her bar mitzvah. Black. Yeah. So she heard it. She heard it. She sure did. Um, <laughs> her, have you heard her talk about her bar mitzvah? Yeah. It's on her the best. special. Okay, I haven't heard. Seen but her special part of her special is talking yeah. about how <laughs> how met God, whatever. Creators gave men super strong upper bodies because clearly they needed them because they let their pussies fall out. <laughs> you know, real classic. They're like, I mean, we got to give these guys some fucking muscle somewhere because they Somebody just let their pussies go. Because otherwise it's just like, Jesus Christ. Wow. hanging out there. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no way that my dick works well, so I better be able to lift something. Well, if... If you actually think about it, oh I mean, boy. testicles are just distended ovaries. Right. So as it they, is. It's they exactly. drop through, you just the, the labia majora would Your be a internal exactly. entire vulva that come out or fell just out. Socks. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're little egg layers. They're like. <laughs> I love everything about you, Tate. <laughs> and as a side, and we're a back. penis is just a prolapsed vagina. All right. So exactly. <laughs> All right. So. So really, like, Dial old bitches hey. are just hey. becoming men because they're sick of the fucking patriarchy. <laughs> Hello, consentors. Welcome to Consentences, where we'll be talking lifestyles through individuals' experiences, navigating desire, danger, and the importance of consent. I'm Snow, and shockingly, my wife... Marvel. Hello. ...is still here. And... This week on Consentences, we have the amazing hosts, the super sexy hosts, the incredibly vulnerable, transparent, and just unique human beings that host the wild parties in Austin, Texas. W.I.L.D.D.Everything you could imagine at their parties. If you want to, with consent, Nicole and Tate, welcome to Consentences. Thank you so much for that opening. Thank you. So good. Thanks for be having us. I'm Nicole. I'm Tate. Hello. Good evening. Mm, I like your voice. Mm. Once again, I'm turned on by you. Oh, my God. Guys, get a room. <laughs> Uh, we have over and over and over again. We have so many rooms available for you. Mm. Thank you for the tour earlier. I think I'd like to have sex in all of those rooms. It um, is true. We do have a dope house, and mm -hmm. we do have plenty of rooms um, that are worth having sex in, and closets. Consent granted. Mm -hmm. 
Dude, sometimes it's that easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just I mean, like, like after you build a relationship with somebody. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You sh- like you should not walk into like a church and be like, "Y'all got closets? <laughs> Can I fuck in all these rooms?" Because if you got <laughs> closets, so so I love how you brought up church since. While you were setting everything up, Tate and I each had church sex stories, and so you I like did a little reference there. Yes, is and is there more that you'd like to like just to actually just to give a little bit of a frame of reference? Mm-hmm. Why don't we start with a fun story about like church? Church. So take me to church. Mm-hmm. So I used to go uh, sophomore in high school. So what fifteen? Went to the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., Episcopal Church, and it is this massive um, cathedral, like the kind you would see in Europe. Just absolutely beautiful. I walked in the first time, totally smitten with this church, the ritual, all that stuff, and also simultaneously smitten with my junior boyfriend. And um, so youth group, as you As in he was younger? No, no, sorry. He was a junior. I was a sophomore. No, I was a sophomore. He was a junior. And um, so one of the the delights of youth group is you get to be in a church when almost everyone's gone except the other youth or they leave or whatever. So for what it's worth, Jesus is always there. Always, always watching, always accepting everything we do. He's a fucking pervert. Could be. So anyway, I had sex all over the National Cathedral. My favorite part was um, the choir loft. And also all of it? Cause all, all of it. Cause oh, except except the, um, not the sanctuary. Oh, my God, I'm a preacher's kid. I'm forgetting. The uh, right up front uh, the, where the pulpit is. and the <laughs> Where the pulpit holy is. Holy shit. Totally forgetting the word. Like, is Jewish. that where they, like, the put the, like where they no, put the, not the, like, where the they put the candles? Is in the front. Like where you walk in and it's no, it's where like you're looking up at the minister or the priest and it's right the al- it like the, the altar. altar the altar, but there's another word for it. It'll come to me later, or you'll come in, in some fan- or some fantasy. It's not like where the Torah is kept, right? That's my point. Because <laughs> 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 we have a pulpit <laughs> where like, and then there's a cantor on the other side mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. singer, and then there's yeah. the pulpit where like the Torah. And then if all goes well, read. you can get. But then it goes back. It, is ark the word you're looking for? That's where the Torah <laughs> goes in. <laughs> it's exactly what I'm looking for. The ark. I would not have sex on the ark That's because then like those things come. Probably out not in mitzvah, but maybe because yeah. we spin oh, yeah. shit. You know, <laughs> ask a ask a reformed church. For what it's worth, I'm shocked at how many mitzvahs there are. Six hundred and thirteen. So many. What's a mitzvah? What is I mean, a I really know the good word. Deed. Drop in. Oh, good deed. Yes, or on. Yes, yes, good deed. So, like specifically then, having sex not on the high holy days, but any other day, especially during ovulation, but not restricted to. Thanks, Jews. Wait a second. You said there's six hundred and something mitzvahs. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Six hundred and thirteen. Six hundred and thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's all say it together because then 613. it becomes real. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613. 613
What's his name? The guy who was in High Fidelity. That movie? John Cusack. John Cusack. Oh, John Cusack who, like, it's, and there's a room, it's a room that the entire movie's about. Yeah. That one. Yeah. It's not Keanu. I no, mean, that's, that's close enough. But is that, is that supposed to be I mean, like that, a shining like, nope, room? Nope, because that's room 237. See, okay. Cool. Which was Wait, actually room 137. A, a room? No, that's no, 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 just John Cusack happens to be in it. And actually, John Cusack, or High Fidelity is now a show. I see that on Hulu. In any way being endorsed by, but we could be on Hulu right now. But it's with actually. I, don't I watched the first episode. Was Lisa Bonet? Oh, yeah, no, I watched the first no, episode. No, it's with fucking, no. Yeah, it's with but fucking it looks Zoe. Like no, her. it's Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz. It's her daughter. Oh, that's why it looks like her. And her name is Robin, Rob, Rob, right? Which from is way cool. Mm, is it? Yeah. I wasn't. Are we gonna edit all cool. of this? But it's okay. What? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to edit a lot. It's fine. What are you yeah. doing? Are you editing? Don't no, even worry about it. We're having a fun conversation. Okay. I'm really excited to have you guys on the show. We've been to a couple of your parties, and I know at the first one, I was so impressed with how you led introductions, mm-hmm. how you set boundaries around your party, mm-hmm. and how you set in setting boundaries, how you set expectations for what this experience is and can be. And invite people into what your world is in the most nurturing of ways. And like a mm-hmm. it's not an impositional impositional kind of uh, top down rule. Mm-hmm. It's like a bottom up nurturing. This is what I've cultivated and I wanna welcome you to this space. Mm-hmm. This is what's expected of you. What's your journey and what's your purpose? Yeah, why would you not mm-hmm. just like so you're here, strap the fuck in and let this experience be what it's going to be. So, yeah, we're just incredibly happy to have Nicole and Tate here with us, and their parties are phenomenal. We have attended them, and I don't think there is any way that we could possibly give them justice outside of the two of them discussing exactly what they are. So... Tate and Nicole, would you guys like to describe what your parties are like? Absolutely. Thank you so much for that introduction. Yes, thank you. (coughs) So um, the wild parties stand for what I lusciously desire. And it's not for nothing. Luscious is like one of my favorite words. Mm, It's a great word. One that I misspell often, even though it's part of my business. Oh, I 100% believe that because there's no way I just, like, honestly, if if I don't get a squiggly under that, I am shocked. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I misspell sobriety every single day. And it's part of your work. All the time. All the time. Yeah. So, Tate. Uh Uh-huh. You were saying. So, uh, what I lusciously desire, we were talking uh, one day about what we wanted to see at a play party and at an event that we have for people in the public to come in and be at, get their feet wet. And, um, yeah, the acronym came up. And I'm sorry, what's going to get wet? Um, the feet of people who have not been in the sexy side of the pool. And everything else. Everything else gets wet. That is literally one of the most important reasons that we wanted to attend one of your parties. Mm-hmm. Was that it was so much about have you never been to something like this? Mm-hmm. 
here's the opportunity to explore what this is in a meaningful and constructive way that is highly motivated by consent. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and a lot of these parties that we found came off maybe a little bit on the predatory edge. People are going for like a sexual fantasy or a sexual fulfillment and they're seeking out the elements to their sexual fantasy as opposed to the people that they're interacting with that can provide, you know, whatever fulfillment that they can muster. Like trying so hard to get the end of their fantasy without getting the consent and finding the right people. And, but for our parties, we really work on creating a safe, relaxed, comfortable space. And that's really interesting for me is when I thought of play parties, I thought it'd be all like all high energy, high sex. And yes, it's that, but it's also super relaxed. We have this cuddle space. That's you. I mean, our entire downstairs, we have a two story house. Our entire downstairs is chilling out and cuddling. And some people never go upstairs. And that is fucking awesome because they're listening to what they want. Mm -hmm. And I remember one woman, um, it took her, I think, three parties where she finally said, I think I'm ready to go upstairs. Do you want me to hold your hand? She's like, yeah. Oh my god! If you d- it's I one of the it, things like we do. I want we that to be fucking real. Did that happen? We, no. One of the things in our private play parties, this happens often. It's either Lucky Charms or popcorn. I because I didn't actually know I was a voyeur until I had still I until <laughs> I started having the professional play parties. Because at our professional pay for parties, we don't actually sexually play, and professional parties that you pay to go to. As a person, they're open to the public, and they're not limited to a uh, you know specific groups, private play friend list, like a lot of play parties are. They're open in a way that makes it more explorative and more open to people who have never necessarily been in an environment like that and are looking to explore and check out possibilities. So it's it's more open and playful in that way as well, which also speaks to Nicole and Tate's awesome boundary style and how they conduct themselves. Yeah, I mean. That is one of the most amazing pieces of what the wild parties are is about the fact that you are going to have the opportunity to interact with people who may or may not be seasoned veterans Mm -hmm. within the kink, BDSM, sex positive, gender positive communities. It is just, hey, strap the fuck in and... Be welcoming of others. That's literally why, like, there was nothing that was uncomfortable at any moment while we were there. And I could not, yes, you will have to uh, buy a ticket to wild parties. Mm -hmm. It is worth the fucking ticket. Yeah, for sure. And I love what you're talking about in terms of you cultivating a space and Tate um, being the like the cultivator of the physical space. I would love yeah. for you guys to speak to that more. Yeah, so energetically, when, uh, when I post the event on a spiritual level, I am calling in the people who are the, are the highest and best to be there, and I'm creating an energetic si- safe space. And meanwhile, right before the party, 
Tate is creating the physical space. I am as well, but he's like, this is his thing. Creating spaces of just moving the furniture, putting out all the cuddle spaces. I was, I was trained by an interior decorator, so. <clears throat> I like Snow does a lot of that redesigning this physical space yeah. and the energy. Okay, I like it's, this. It's fantastic. Sorry. It is I'm sorry, our I'm house. Cut you off. He, Tate, transforms transforms the house and it's amazing and then so we work really well together and then during the party um, we have this opening circle where we talk about boundaries and how to have the STI conversation like we model that we model how to say yes how to say no um, the importance of the no yeah can Mm -hmm. we talk a little bit more about that because that Mm -hmm. is something that we have discussed previously on the podcast and is something that is just bonkers important. It's like so important. And something that like us having attended one of your parties and you attributing the no conversation to uh Monique. Monique like, Darling. Monique Darling mm-hmm. who like Monique Darling, if you're listening, we want you on the show too. She's amazing. She's if, coming back in August. Thank God. Mm-hmm. She's the host of Cuddle Parties, right? Yes. Cuddle Parties uh, and, and play parties play par- yeah. and all sorts of things. Blowjob classes, anal, like all, all sorts of things. I would More never want to hang out website. with her. Outs- yeah, never want to hang out with her. Monique, <laughs> be in touch. Also, like, that. yeah, that was uh, something that regardless of where it came from, which mm-hmm. from Monique, the way that you delivered that moment for the 30 or 40 or so mm-hmm. people who were at that party, can you can you speak to that a little bit around yeah. like what that no exercise was? Because that was something that has massively <gasps> changed the way that we perceive that and how we talk about it. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yes, I'd love to. So, so much of the consent conversation right now is finding your hell yes. If you're not a hell yes, you're a no. So that's wonderful. I think so many people got that. We've got that, which is wonderful. Not everyone, but so many people have that. Um, and but so then it's not like okay, why not? Or like corn soda? No, it's yeah. like hell yeah, hell yeah, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. And, that's what we're and looking s- for. And so on the other side, exactly. And so when I and also to wait and listen to your body. If, yes, <coughs> yes. To feel into your body. If I'm leaning towards something. I'm a yes. Like physically, like I feel my yes. If I'm leaning away from something or energetically leaning away from it, I'm a no. If I'm in the middle and I'm a maybe, we say maybes are no's. And so one of the things that I learned from Monique Darling is the no is actually they're saying yes to themselves. So if I asked Tate to massage my lower back, which I did last night, and he says no. He might say oh, I'm not available right now or whatever. But he's but ultimately it's no. He's actually saying yes to himself. He's saying yes to his body because he's tired, or he's saying yes to his bladder because he has to go to the bathroom, or he's saying yes to his emotions because he does not have bandwidth to massage my back. So behind a no is a yes for that person. Behind and this and no was a popped out rib. Yeah, he had a popped out rib, so he was a no on massaging my back. And that is one of the most beautiful things that, so, I'm an attractive, white, middle-class male. Affirmative. 
True. I get words. Uh, I do. I get, you. I get no's probably less frequently than most, but I always ask questions. Y'all may think that I'm a savage around that, where it's just like, mm, do you really? Well, no. I probably do get yeses a lot. Also, I love getting a no because getting a no means I get to learn a fucking lot about me, about the way that I'm approaching someone, about the conversation I'm having with someone. About where they're uh, at. I about where they're at. Yeah, absolutely. There is nothing like getting a no means it's an opportunity for me to learn more about that person if they want to learn more about me. Or it's just tap out. Either way, that's beautiful. <laughs> Own your fucking experience. I also say that a no makes every yes more valuable just through the yeah. rate of inflation. Love it. Yeah. And since I was so beautifully, amazingly codependent for so many years, I didn't have my no. For so many years, I was amazingly codependent, like the poster child for codependency. And so I didn't know my no. Yeah, I was a yes anytime someone asked me to do something or I would do something. I was a yes to doing something for someone. It just even if I thought they wanted me to do something. And so just different relationships like Tate's really helped me. Like, are you sure you want to do that? And like helping me find my no. And now I get excited about no's. And when people tell me no's, I get turned on sometimes. Uh, yeah, I can absolutely understand that because there is something about like getting the no is like, oh, shit, are you owning what you're doing? Yeah. Whew, it is hard for me to not like someone who's just like, shit, you don't like me in this moment? Perfect. Because you shouldn't. We just met. But uh, also, a lot of times, <clears throat> no's don't actually have anything to do with you. They n almost never do. Yeah. Not because you're a beautiful white male who's, like, middle class and can <laughs> fucking slay shit. Oh, man. Who's like, super strong. Like, oh picked me up when I walked in he the door. He don't play, he slay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not trying to be Lizzo because oh. clearly. And then Sashay. He also dances real nice with them dancers' legs. Oh, oh. I have these long dancers' legs. What am I supposed to do with them? He does dance nice. I saw it. <laughs> Talk about snorting. <laughs> I thought I would be the one to do oh it. Oh my god, it was I'm you. so happy. It was, it was you. Mm -hmm. So, but broke through that wall. In the pit with the pole, he was dancing. Mm-hmm. So, regardless of all of this, being honest about your experience. And being confident in being able to speak your truth around whatever it is and have your own agency, there is fucking nothing sexier than that. I like legit getting a no from someone I'm interested in is fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. In one of the in the classes that we teach her, even in the wild parties, we talk about how when somebody says a no, that you should say thank you. And you should appreciate that they are saying yes to themselves, even if they're declining your invitation to something. Thank that was, yeah, yeah. Actually, we'll uh, say Nicole, thank you can for you, yeah, can you sp Nicole, would you speak to that? Because what Tate is talking about is legitimately like one of the most important things mm -hmm. that Marvel and I have discussed. Yeah. So I might say, like last night, Tate, will you massage my lower back? And I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not currently available for that. And. I, I say, 
thanks for taking care of yourself. And at first it feels really like rote, like thank you for taking care of yourself. But now it's really in there because I know he's taking care of himself and that's what I fucking want. Right. He's not saying it because it's like, fuck you, cunt. Like, I I don't, I'm not about you. Like maybe you should fucking figure your shit out. It's actually Nicole. I'm concerned about me and I need to take care of me. And that's what I'm going to do right now. It's but cool. thank yeah. you so much for asking because you're very clearly invested in me being a part of your world. So thank you for the, the request. It <coughs> makes things a lot easier as well. So there's so many times in a relationship, whether it be a, Oh, thank you. High five from across the room. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. many go team. Go team. High fives all over. So no matter what the relationship, your parents, your children, your <laughs> lover, your whatever. Give them high fives. If mm-hmm. I high, high fives everyone. Um uh, your coworker, if the clearer people are, the better. And for us to say to take responsibility for what we want and what we don't want, to own responsibility and part of that is our yeses and our noes. And so that's part of the things that we talk about in our opening circle. Our opening circle is about an hour long. And I every time I'm like, I'm going to make it shorter. And I don't. Even though this last one, I did make it a tad shorter. Don't you ever talk make a lot it about shorter. making it, it shorter. Is, yeah, when you don't I know. Ever it's make it so shorter. funny. Like, I'm like, no reason I'm like to I need to shorter. make it shorter. Because no. I'm afraid people are going to get bored. Yeah. Or they get, right. But Anybody then I just have people like, up and move. I just, I just we do. Right? So you want the negative. Here's my two cents on that. Don't ever make it shorter. Mm-hmm. If you want to make it more active, cool. Like, there is no reason that anyone, whether they have been in the scene for five minutes, five years, or 50 years, mm-hmm. cannot benefit from a no exercise and a just an opportunity to meet new people in the fucking room in a beautiful way. Yes. I absolutely Thank love you. the way you guys run your parties. And it's le- yeah. legitimately how we have attempted to run ours. Thank you. We have heard like people, some people have come to our parties and then have gone and started their parties. We're like, yes. And then they'll call, they'll ask questions. They're like, what did you do here? What did you say there? And I'm like, more the merrier for this information get out there. And that's how Monique Darling was with me. That after I went to one of, we were already throwing Oh, because play she parties. wanted to spread the word around yeah. like, yeah. Comfortable parties consent where people have yeah. consent and mm-hmm. like talk to one another yeah. and the wor- care care about one another mm-hmm. and their own experiences and they can be advocates for their, their own agency and uh, exactly. whatever all Something that Something like that whatever <laughs> like it's not even what this podcast is about except it's exactly what this fucking exactly. podcast is about yeah I love all of this and. And I love how Tate and I both facilitate together because we have different energies. We bring in different um, aspects, skills to to the party, and different people come. Like, will be more attracted to me, like energetically, or Tate, or whatever we're offering. And um, so, I think there's a really nice flow to the event. And like I said before, it's really comfortable and relaxed. People can stay downstairs; they go upstairs, and um, do you want to add to that, Pip? Mm. <coughs> yeah, Tate. I mean, yeah, I Tate. I'd, I'd actually, I'd be very interested to hear on like what your experience has been with what these parties have been, because I know the party that we went to was one that Nicole was leading. 
mm-hmm. and you had the opportunity to play at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. that was one of the yes. Um, so it's been really interesting to be on both sides of it. Um, I'm sure. I I actually prefer the facilitator space than the than the being in the play because we're why. Going because I'm always in a facilitator space. Like even when I go to other people's play parties, I'm like looking at all the things, making sure everything's in place and in order. Just because that's the per- type of person I am. So isn't that unique though? Like I, that is, I mean, very likely it's one of the reasons that we love you both so much. Is that you throw parties, we throw parties, and mm-hmm. because of it, it's like I cannot even fucking imagine having a party. Where someone has to come to me and tell me, uh, like, a, I had a consent violation. Like, mm-hmm. if that shit fucking happened, like... Uh, it's happened at one of my parties. Mm-hmm. A couple so of times. I mean, yeah. it, it happened mm-hmm. once at one of ours. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy that that person had already left. Mm. And we got to deal with it after. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something egregious, mm-hmm. but something that shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's happened a couple times at our parties, and and they were not egregious as well. And I get like I want to hear about it right away. Support the people who the person who was who crossed the boundary. I want to support them and help them realize that they crossed that boundary and right, how what they could have done differently for understanding and, then, and for them and, and to growth. Be like, yeah, it's like do you know that this happened? Yes, and then because support the person or people like who. Here is what happened, or here's yeah. what the perception was. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. The very first time someone came up and said someone crossed a boundary, and he was so upset with this other man, there was another woman involved. I went and got information from the woman. I went up to her and said, okay, I want to hear your side of what happened. And she was like, it was no fucking big deal at all. It was would nothing. Nicole, mm-hmm. would you mind, like, without giving specifics, would mm-hmm. you mind giving a little bit more information about what that engagement was and like where, like mm-hmm. how did that play out in so terms of a, cons- uh, a potential or maybe mm-hmm. consent violation and how you dealt with it? So there was someone on, on a massage table. There was a man on a massage table and a woman massaging the man. And this other man came to massage the person. And the man on the massage table said, yes, you can massage me as well. We have... Lots of people, multiple people massaging each other, um, always with consent. And this man who came in to massage him um, was naked and his cock would come out on the massage table and like touch the man on the table. And so the man on the table is like, I don't actually want your penis touching me. And just made him uncomfortable and unrelaxed and whatnot. And he was like, okay. And so he knew it. But the man on the table expressed that. Yes. To the other man saying, like. You can massage uh, me, but please do not have your come in contact with my body. Mm -hmm. So he was as direct as he could have been. Mm -hmm. saying, Yeah, he was clear. You are welcome to touch me with your hands, but Mm -hmm. do not put your penis on me. Yeah. And then it continued. Yes, and it wasn't the penis next. It was, it was like overall he was the man was kind of, 
what I got the impression was kind of clumsy and unaware of what he was doing with his body. Like he didn't mean to flop his penis on the man, but then so he, he was, then he was, he was holding tall with something a big old else dick and like wasn't like <laughs> no. taking care of himself. <laughs> he just wasn't aware of his physical space. His spatial awareness, I think, is the impression. Okay. And so then he had something in his hands and he dropped some of it onto the man on the massage table. And the man's like, Hold on, "Dude." Let's just back up for a second. Yeah. Did you just did you just say he dropped some of it? Um. So it was massage oil in a, a little bowl, and okay. instead of it being no, like not it, it actually wasn't massage table massage oh, oil. Really? It was something else. He had. I don't want to like get too specific. And you don't need to at yeah, all. But, but he dropped. He, he dropped. He dropped something. Yeah. That was. And it was just like, like a clumsy drop. Right. So it wasn't an intentional no. like play. No. At it was that not. moment. Yeah. But it was still after a. A very direct. I'm not okay with you playing outside of X. The yes, and yes. he went into Y. Yes, and okay. then the third thing was he kind of stumbled a bit, and and there's no like drugs at the party. There's light, my moderate drinking if someone wants to partake. Right, and but, that, um, yeah. and but he we, ca- so it had nothing to, to do that, with yeah, his. There's nothing to do with drinking or anything. But no. he kind of stumbled and kind of stumbled a little bit on the guy on the massage table. And the guy on the massage table is like done, right? Done. The woman, when I talked with her, she was like, eh, he was just like spatially unaware. It really wasn't like any big deal. But to the, to the guy on the massage table, it was a big deal. And so then I just go talk with the, the man who was spatially unaware. And he owned it, man. He was just like, I am so sorry. I was not in my body. And then an actually in closing circle. So at the end of the party for people who stay, with closing circle, people can say their highlights and their low lights. And he said a low light of like, I really crossed someone's boundaries. And I was totally oblivious until it was brought to my attention. And this man, Art, he said, and the man who I crossed boundaries with has already left. And I really owe him an apology. And I'm so glad it was brought to my attention. And um, so it was this beautiful, like he had more awareness. So that's amazing <laughs> because I know that the party that we went to, mm-hmm. uh, there was a man where it was his first ever kink party. Mm-hmm. And it was honestly the uh, naivete of the way that he engaged others. Mm-hmm. But like in, in a pure form where mm-hmm. he just kept asking, like the thing that struck me was like he had already asked, is it okay if I, is it okay if I, is it okay? And then like literally, is it okay if I, and yeah. And then there was like uh, a moment where I'm going to discuss it very brief, like very shortly right after this, that uh, a moment that Nicole and I had at that party uh, where he literally just kept asking, is it okay if I watch? And literally there was nothing I could do other than thank him for being so open and honest about there is no downside to asking mm-hmm. ever never like there's no person shut the fuck up just be a part of it like the person who says that whew, like i mean there is nothing wrong with being like hey w- this is a small group and you can tone that down like mm-hmm. we can all have a conversation around like let's all be participants in what we're doing mm-hmm. but there is like Anybody who is ever negative towards somebody who is asking about anything, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Don't ever do that. Man, I like wish somebody had told my dad that. God. 
Oh my god, are we doing dad things now? I, I mean, there's ways of doing it also <laughs> no, where, like, if it's killing stop. a vibe of a moment because it's asked repeatedly, it's also okay to be like, it's okay that you watch and please don't ask again for this scene. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you all can, set. and you can take ownership of that. And then there's that. The, right. the education piece. Right. And so that's, and that's a big what it comes thing. Down to. We have a lot of people who are expert party goers. Party goers. They've been doing it way longer than I have. And then we have newbies at every party. And I fucking love the newbies. It took so much courage for them to walk in the door, to to experience this whole new thing, not really knowing what they're doing. And so we're there's a big education process. And just like I'm so very grateful for the people who educated me, how do I ask if it's okay if I watch or if I join? Or just what's the protocol? Because also... Our parties are totally inclusive. We're queer off the charts. We have trans, non-binary, gay, bi, hetero, blah, 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 like the whole thing. We have humans. It's a lot of... What I I say is we have humans. If you are respectful... Are you serious? You have humans in your party? I say if if you're respectful to others and respectful to yourself, that's, that's what we want at our party. I don't care what your body looks like. I don't care. You know, whatever. Just come on in. And, um, and then inclusive as, as in we have people in the kink scene, the BDSM swingers, poly, just all over people who are pretty vanilla, which is funny because to even walk into the play party, you have to be not very vanilla, but, but kind of on the vanilla spectrum. And there's a, this whole education process for them. So we've actually, we talked about that a little bit on uh, previous podcasts, and there is zero chance that we are not going to have somebody who uh, identifies as vanilla mm-hmm. on our show because it is bonkers to us that the way that you're describing all of this that there haven't been people who think of themselves as vanilla, but also attend your party. Like, well, I guess I'll like, you know, maybe I'll explore some stuff. I guess I'll just like, I mean, I'm not really, I mean, I'm vanilla. I'm not going to really get into anything. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're getting fucking Chinese finger trapped and you're like, perfect. Absolutely because you know fantastic. what? That's what you've wanted to do. For years. Have, yeah, for T- years. Can you hear us with terminology? Define Chinese finger trap. Go. It is a paper weave that you insert <laughs> your <laughs> digits into both ends. Okay, PG version, go X. And it's exactly, it's something that you get right next to the, uh, where you can also win a goldfish at the carnival. And it's, that wacky, yep. wavy, can't keep it in your hands, perfect thing for a cock cuff guy thing. Wacky, waving, inflatable no, arm one? two man? No, that's too much for most cocks. <laughs> not for Arguably. me. Not for I, you. I, so I, the yeah. first time scale I that did. beast. First hey, time I experienced. Guys, guys, let's not get crazy about this. It's <laughs> not a definition for Chinese finger first trap. First time <laughs> I experienced fine Chinese finger trap was with Tate. Oh, yeah, it was. And someone said, Something about finding Chinese finger trap. And I go, what's that? And Tate was like, well, bend over. <laughs> and I don't even know who the other person was. I don't even know. And then so explain. And then shortly what after, were you unable to speak? Uh, yes, yeah, yes. it's pretty amazing uh, how yeah, it came. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't high five. That's, that's well, the that's Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. Tower. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know that. I didn't know that but until someone you know, Eiffel Tower. Chinese finger trap is. Hey, okay. Tate, would you mind walking us through both? 
the Chinese finger trap, mm-hmm. and the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you have to get behind somebody, but you don't want to do it doggy style because doggies do it butt to butt. You want to do it horsey style, you know, <laughs> one on top of the other one. Okay. <laughs> and then so you've got a person on the quadra- yep. quadruped, so on all fours. And then you get the other one to stand in front of the... And then one's mounted behind and another one's standing in front. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and then what you do is you actually get the, the person in the middle to lift up their arms and wrap around the butt of the one standing in front of them. So they're pulling and the, the cock towards them, or genitals in general. And then I lift the Weak. legs of the one in the center, right? So that... The like a wheelbarrow. So nobody's touching the ground in the middle. Right? Oh! Oh, oh so shit. Superman! Actually, I didn't know this one. So, so you can so Superman your finger trapped. So you're genuinely trapped. Exactly. Oh shit! I mean, unless you drop, I'm actually yes. learning something right now. <laughs> All right, that's the point of the podcast. And then, if if her legs and arms are down, and you high five over, or her, his, or his there, and then there, you, yeah, then absolutely, you get to uh, do the Eiffel Tower. That was just well, the extension be, of the top you point. Get to be pre- well, all right, Parisian. so. I mean, honestly, like the Eiffel Tower, if the, if the person in the middle is completely off the ground, that is some intense play in terms of that person wrapping their legs so that they are completely off the ground so that both other parties, like A and C, uh-huh. are able to like Eiffel Tower and like... Right. Or like suction centrifugal force. No, no. Together. If if we just push hard enough from We've one end the to the other Superman one. Superman episode. <laughs> she just the, wedges uh, in there. For the sure. the I South mean, Park. Yeah. It's I just mean, like it. the South Park gyroscope. Yeah, exactly. It looked like with this. The, with We're not on video <laughs> yet, though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to put some links to South Park on this one. Ah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's very similar. Just because we do it on almost every episode. Hey, Marvel, would you mind oh, telling proper yes? Would you mind telling people about yes? So the inspiration behind the proper yes, as far as I'm concerned, yes, yes, yes. Um, the inspiration behind the proper yes comes from tilting one's head back in exclamatory joy, as if you are sucking out God's cum. Yes. Yas. That, I mean, it's the right how to tilt, really. I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, it's just super classy. Like, literally, if you yas. were sucking God's dick, would you not be like, well, I mean, I'm going to take as much as I can. What are you going to be like? Not for me. <laughs> I'm not dairy. I will not swallow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it in the butt, please. <laughs> I mean, you can yas from your butthole, I think. I mean, I've seen Tay do all sorts of things tonight, so I think maybe be able to yas from his butthole. It wouldn't I've shock s- me. I've stuck pretty much almost everything else. Can in you there. confirm he can yas from it besides God? <laughs> Let me just switch trains. <laughs> I find God in his asshole. She, oh. she does. She is that she so? Yas is from the inside. She's actually, made actually I mean that I, like, that or like. I uh, think she's like building a, an altar in there. Uh, I mean, <laughs> an ark. <laughs> she wants to go back every day to like fix another little pole. Too bad she doesn't oh know what it's called. Oh, wait, hold is on. Is that where all those tongue like, depressors go? Is this like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and you're just like in there, just like I'm gonna find some oh, diamonds real quick. Do you have a bedazzler? So <laughs> <laughs> the Cave of Wonders. <laughs> this is my favorite episode. So down in Fraggle Rock. <laughs> You know, because it's about radishes. (laughs) And other testicle forms. 
Okay, so you guys host dope parties, and <laughs> I will wait. Okay, wait. You found you found God in my butthole. Yes, there the we God go. in the butthole. Because I'm actually this is my very God serious. Was nice. And I will say, I've literally cried over this. There's something about a prostate velvet that, velvet that when I and it, not all prostates, but especially the most with Tate's. Um, but there's something about a prostate that when I touch it, I feel like I'm touching source or feel like I'm touching God. And I, there's so many, how many times have I cried? I don't, I'm not sure. So it gives me this Tates like calming. white velvet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Ready to feel the end. Nicole's always giving. Yes, I love you. One lesson. But she, what she doesn't know is she's poking God in the eyeball. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and then it rains every time. It rains. Jesus take the rains of my prostate <laughs> with the Jello. <laughs> the Jello in the butthole. The vagella. Like, I'm gonna have to edit the, the shit out of this episode, but also it's my favorite the so far. Are you kidding me? The vod prost. The the prostate. The vod. The vustate. Are you talking about your clit again? <laughs> Something about the clit. The clit. It, it all runs yeah. together. It clit. all runs together. Oh, yes, I love you. Right. Had you kept all of your parts on the inside? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With all of your core strength. Did they come out? Did you get pink socked? I did. It's yeah. called a penis. His prostate <laughs> fell out. and no, his prostate, This isn't a Tiffany yeah, Haddish podcast. <laughs> we love you, Tiffany. Call us. I'll celebrate your black like, but you can have it any out age. to her to talk about this. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm, he's so on it. I don't think my mic every now and then flakes out. Just me. I think just it might me. be just, just you. Me. Oh, just me, man. Oh. 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 Eating it's a surefire way in that oh. blackout. Listen. Pizza time. Mm. Baby grill. Pizza. <laughs> a question so when you're saying parties for pay mm-hmm. there isn't anything about either you or tate that is like neither of you are sex workers you're both essentially monitoring and facilitating the party is that right that is correct so everyone buys a ticket so for what it's i mean if people choose to look at sex work that way mm-hmm. then yes that would be sex work yes but what y'all are doing is n- the way I just described it. Mm-hmm. That is not what y'all are doing. Yes, we are creating a space. We're facilitating a space for other people to come in and experience sexual or sensual experiences. We do not do any. We say we do not play below our belts. So I might have a sweet kiss here or there with someone, or and I'm definitely a huge flirt. And I'm definitely a voyeur. Like, I'll check, make sure the temperature's good in the house. I'll make sure that the food is stocked or whatever. And then I'll go watch a sweet little scene. 
And when I say sweet little scene, I mean it might be double penetration or something. Who knows? Or someone being flogged or someone being held down with consent. But it all warms my heart. It literally like warms my heart and fills it up just thinking that people are getting their desires met. It is so thrilling to me that that happens. And so we create the space for these fantasies and these connections and these heart-to-heart experiences and these hot, sexy experiences to happen. And we are not sexually playing. Right. So, I mean, it's... You're basically in a like a super shit place where it's like, all right, I guess you guys are going to come over and fuck at our house. And it's like, I have to just like watch and make sure everything happens on the up and up. <laughs> so you hate it, right? It's like the worst. It's like the best. Ah, there it is. I had no idea what a voyeur I was. Until you started doing this? Until I started doing this. I literally didn't know I was a voyeur. Really? Yeah, I had no idea. And um, That's like the best way to find that out. Yeah, right? It's just like, I want to create this space Mm -hmm. and literally just legitimately just be happy about providing this space for people to explore. And then for you to discover, oh, shit, I'm a fucking voyeur. I am a voyeur. I am so also very compassionate and motherly, which is really interesting to have this like mom energy, but people feel really safe around me. And, oh, yeah. and so then I'm I, just, yeah. I'm like a mother, like, oh my God, I love his, and I just like pour like, out oh unconditional love. God, his dick is in his ass so oh deep and look God. at his face. He's so happy. He's so he's happy so that happy. he's being fucked by this other man and they're having such oh a wonderful God. time. Oh, oh my gosh, and do you need guy, some water? Yeah, are hydrate. You guys, are you guys thirsty? Hydrate. Also, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. honestly, like. So even at that party, and like we really didn't play at that party. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you play with each other? Yeah, like a little, yeah, but not go. much. Like bit. we really didn't play all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, outside, like above the belt for us, mm-hmm. like with other people and with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was not like our intent when we went in. Like we were mm-hmm. just like, yeah, we want to. Like if we want to fuck, we will. Yeah. But it just like we just had a great time just yes. vibing with other people and connecting with them and like i did some electric play with some people who were there and oh. it was it was and it was like we found out that uh one of your outlets needs to get reworked oh really tell <laughs> me we, later do we not tell you about no, that i don't think tell oh, me shit. later i thought we told you about that okay well but you know what if you told tate he might have already fixed it hence the facility guy yeah fair enough yeah but like so much of it was just like being present for it and because we are we're both voyeurs mm-hmm. and we're both exhibitionists but like it was a unique experience because it was the first time that we had been to one of your parties and we had such a great time just like watching people really enjoy themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, yeah I, it, it like y'all just facilitate such a great environment and thank you we just really enjoy just being in that space thank you one of the things that I love is that for new people who are coming, like just the generalization of the um, man, the single man who is uncomfortable in his body and awkward and doesn't really know how to speak to the ladies or to the other men. And um, one of the things that I do, if I have the bandwidth and time and space for it, like looking you know, seeing all the other needs of what's going on in the party. One thing I like to do is take these men aside and spend five to ten minutes with them just 
just us two, and I'll do some kind of sensual play with them, some kind of sensual touch, whether it be a feather or a fan or um, light slapping on the arms or the chest or the inner thighs, where I'm not actually touching their genitals, but just to start to get them more in their body and also work on communication. Because what I notice is, well, I, I certainly had to go through an education of how to communicate what I want. So I might be using my fingernails and, and lightly scratching down the man's chest. And I go, would you like it harder? Would you like it softer? You know what? Um, and, and they get to start. They don't actually know know. how to like communicate it, communicate like, yes, no, I've never had this happen. Like, what do I do? Yes. And I'll often put a blindfold on the man. So they have to. And so they're more in, they're more into their body. Yep. And then we're communicating, and um, and I like to say that they feel safe around me. And I've had men afterwards. Like w- I remember one of the first men I did this with, to- and these are newbies who I do it with, you know, and um, where this man so said, So you're never going to do it with me? I get it. I'd, Whatever. Well, you and me will go straight to the fucking. Whoa. Or the, fi- I like the fingernails. No, yeah, actually, I take that back. We'll do all sorts of things. Yeah. And then fuck. Dial it back. Yeah, right? Slow so, down. So I'm one about that foreplay life. <laughs> Love the foreplay. So, so one man afterwards said, afterwards said that he felt like he could leave the party right then. Like that he had already had that connection with me and he felt totally satisfied and fulfilled. And that felt so good to me. But then beauty is... He stayed, of course, and then he was able to connect with other people. And I've seen this. It's one of the things that I really like to do is to have extra, like just holding the people, the the people who are new or the people who have been around a long time, but they're having an emotionally hard day or they're still feeling awkward or whatever it is and holding them a little extra more. It's all of that. Right, because mm-hmm. it's—I yeah. mean, regardless of if it's the first time that you have made the leap into going to a party like a wild party mm-hmm. or a cuddle party or anything that are tantric doesn't matter. Like anything that is outside of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. and you are choosing even more so as a man. Like, like I know that that sounds shitty, but it's accurate in my estimation. What do you mean? So. As a man, mm-hmm. as a single man, going solo to a party like that, any of these parties, you are putting yourself out there on a fucking ledge, more so than a woman is. And maybe I'm wrong. And no, b- and no by in all terms by of rejection? Yeah, yeah, yeah ter- you're totally yeah, right about that. Right. I see it all the time. There's so many single men who come in. And they're scared. They're scared. They may end up touching themselves or voyeur. Right. But not connecting with someone else. If there's a single woman walking through that door, is very common that she will, if she's a yes if she to wants it, to, if she's a she yes will to get, things, she will get, get a physical sexual connection. Right. Yeah, it's very Because true. she's a woman. And that's, I mean, it's, I don't know a better way to say it than like, that's, sh- it's, it's shitty, but it's accurate. It, yes. And so I think that's why I hadn't thought about that before, but the, it's why I think I spend a little extra time with the single men who come in. Right. Just to hold their hands a bit more. It's the mom in me. And, yeah. And also, um, I notice with other professional play parties, they charge more for the male-identified ticket. Yep. And I don't. Or they charge more for the single male ticket, and I don't do that. 
um, I charge the same amount for all humans. And that's just something that's really important to me. Who knows, I might change that in the future. I might see some like logic of why other people do it, but but I don't. I don't want to we, I, punish like we, someone yeah, because yeah. they're male identified. So right. you do yeah. limit number of tickets. Yes. Oh yeah, so because I have yeah. to odds even. Right, yeah. Right. Well Well it's not not gender limit. No, it's just yeah. this is like we can have X number of people. Yeah. And that's that. I have I can have X number of single tickets, couple tickets, and triad tickets. And those couples or triads, they don't have to be dating. It could be two friends buying a ticket. Sure. Or but three friends. you do friends. limit in that way so it's not that many single people that are then trying to, like, make this a single mingle versus, like, people who are playing or more comfortable. Oh, oh I actually don't. Way. If every single person who buys a ticket is single, then that's just how it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm totally, if every. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. That you could have. But I think that's beautiful that where it's just like, no, like, come or don't. Like, yeah. Because ultimately, if you're coming to a sex-positive party, Mm-hmm. And let's like let's say like, just throwing in a number that thirty people come mm-hmm. and it's thirty men, mm-hmm. and half of them are like gay, bi, or pan. Mm-hmm. Then Nicole knows exactly what kind of energy she cultivates. Yep. Then yeah. you know what? Then you know what? Yeah. That's going to be a unique environment. Absolutely. That can be an amazing environment. Yes. For all of the men Everyone. who are In- non-hetero. And, and for the heteros. heteros. Yes. Because right. it's absolutely. like, why, like, in what world, like, and honestly, I could imagine a world where, like, not a world, I could imagine <laughs> that party where there are going to be guys who are just like, wait a second, there aren't women here? I'm fucking out. I okay, have, then, I have then a go, really then important question for Tate. So we are positing it's possible that uh, you guys throw a party and it's 30 single guys who arrive. I want to know about your interior decorating, creating a physical space for that party. What would be different? Anything? Um, if it is, for, did you say 30 hetero men? Yeah. No, uh, no I just no, said 30 no, men. 30 men. Okay. Like, like we throw all female parties. You mean we'd throw an all male party? So I would um, open up the floor plan the same way I would downstairs, but I would turn downstairs instead of us, our opening circle being... It would probably be more like art, music, wrestling, and sword fighting. Downstairs, okay. When we talk sword fighting, what are we talking about? <coughs> Everything from like buffers, which are like uh, foam noodles with a, a hard core in the center that you get to smack each other with, to wooden swords, to rubber knives with shitty lipstick on it. So but not penises. Um, that's for upstairs. Right. Downstairs. So different sword right. fight upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. for the victors. Uh huh. Exactly. Or right. whoever so considers it's no, no, themselves no, no, to be no. so It's the second round of champions. Right. It's like you have that initial downstairs. Yeah. It's like you know. Conceptualized champion. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I if you win, area. then you get to go upstairs, and then you get to have a different sword fight. And Tate, have you ever wrestled at a wild play party? I have. No. Um, like every single one, potentially? At every single mm-hmm. one. We had some wrestling. As in on Friday. Wait, when we're saying wrestling, is it wrestling or wrestling? Um, well, most of, the time, on the party? most of the time we just try and go to like the first person on their back or the mat. Uh, sometimes they'll they will do it up to like sexual encounter, but again, that's for upstairs. Upstairs, even on Friday, we had you wrestled three different people, me being one of them. And on the third 
person I yeah in a row on the one no is, other one is a cage fighter or was a professional cage fighter then there was wait m- was until he met until he met Tate Tate and, and then, then all of a sudden he's like, I'm out tap out I'm out yeah he did tap out actually uh-huh. but um and then the <clears throat> because he wanted to fuck Tate well well okay. he's he six held, eight yeah 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 he has fucked eight many times. So, so yeah, okay. So he, he was he was being real sweet to you, sweet boy. Where he's just oh, like, oh, oh. maybe I don't ruin you. Mm, yeah, most of the time. I mean, he could kick my ass. Almost. Yeah, yeah that's what. It, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. When he tapped, time, it was a nice tap out. No, right. he, it was like, he didn't. Oh, he did not. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. He did not tap out. He tagged in Ow! someone else. Oh, because he tagged right. in for you. Like you that's were still fighting true. me, and all of a sudden. He was on. Not top for of nothing, y'all are yeah. weird. Yeah, and then but the third person, <laughs> I, I actually weird. called <laughs> it because it got in too intense. So wrestling, okay, it's hold fun, on, hold on. It's hot, yeah, let's, it's let's, sexy. She, she, like d- the third person came on me, and you know he's a little bit heavier, and he came had his, up on wait, wait, you. Wait, came Not up like, on you, or literally came on you? I came up on me. And, okay, and he had my could be both. His I'm hands like, over my head. Both and, are fine. And a little bit down. And so what I did was I flipped over and lo- latched my head, o- my legs over his neck, and then rolled myself onto the ground so I could spin and grab him and flip him onto the ground. Aikido, no, 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 no. Exactly. And, and Nicole was like, nope, done. Nope, done. And I was like, done. So oh, wrestling yeah. can You're be. You're like, my spine so and my neck, though. Yeah. <laughs> wrestling oh, can be great. so Both much. Of them like also, like, you could bring your penis into the other room. Wrestling can be so much fun and sexy and everything, and then there's the point where the people in the room are uncomfortable because well, someone's going to get hurt. Right. Well, yeah, it's, but it's, this well, is it's, like it's the people who are involved and the people in the room. It's both. Yeah. And theoretically, that's potentially where your rib popped out from. That just, was just that was not saying. where my rib popped out. Okay. Prop. But now he's taking care of himself, so it's <laughs> that's cool. True. He went to the chiropractor today. He a goddamn okay. grown up. He's taking care of himself. Mm-hmm. He's and responsible no for his action. For you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You haven't asked me today, have you? For a back rub? Of course. No. You know what? <laughs> he can invert like a chance. May I, so maybe may I have a back rub? May you may. Is that a hell yes? Mm, yes. Thank you. Here's out. That's important nice. job. I mean, it's part of the glow oh, of it's, our house. It's literally, I mean, that's so part of the So except she doesn't space. actually do that. So I do. I did the last party. And not the f- one before that, but the one and two and three and four before that. It was just one that I totally fucked up and was like, what? Besides that, I've done it. Nicole and Tate, y'all are incredibly interesting, just in general. And we're excited to have you back as soon as we can. Uh, What don't we know about you that we should? Hmm. What about you, Bobby? Um... That Nicole likes to be called Mama, and she likes to refer to me as baby. That is true. She's also massaging her right breast right now. It's left breast, but yeah. Yeah, it is. I am. I confuse us a lot. She couldn't <laughs> lift it alone. It's outside ah! of the pole. <laughs> I'm milking it for all it's worth. Do you still express? Mm-mm. God damn it. No, but that'd be hot if I did. I mean, I agree. Mm-hmm. I nursed baby for six in me. I nursed my two babies a total of six years, so you'd think I'd still got something, but I don't. Do you want me to try? So what? Uh, later, yes. Um. So what? 
people don't know about us, yes, we part of our kink and our love is having mama baby relationship, dom sub relationship, and we have lots of kinks and into all sorts of things, but that's one of them. Yeah, y'all are weirdos. That's why we love you. Total weirdos. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So what's what's, what's also funny is that like we talk about it at the kitchen table so mm-hmm. regularly and so often that it really doesn't feel like we're kinky. We j- we just mm-hmm. feel like we're uh, you know regular old people. No, that's that actually like, you know, so. That's one of the things that we love about you guys. Like one of the first times that we hung out with you, just the two, because so we didn't talk about this at all at the front end of any of this. But the reason that we know Tate and Nicole is based on an experience that we had at uh, Burnt Soup, uh, where Marvel and I <laughs> <laughs> made a game uh, called Jang Bang. Called Jang Bang. And the way that that worked was that we were greeters at Burnt Soup, which is a uh, Texas, Austin ish regional burn. And we made people who were coming into the event uh, basically take a block from Jenga. Jumbo Jenga set. Jumbo Jenga set and put two uh, truths and two dares on each of them and basically populated the entire stack. And then on burn night, uh, which was actually a water burn because there was a burn ban, uh, we played, and uh, Marvel, would you like to take out? Yeah, take the rest so of it? we we played Jang Bang, which I mean, it was played a lot like Shoot There, Dare Jenga with a whole bunch of rules representing burn principles. We've narrowed it down since. Yep, I have. Uh, so we were playing Jang Bang, and Tate pulled a block, and I believe it was a dare. Do you remember what the dare was? I do, I do remember okay, what the dare what was. was it? It, the dare was to give my underwear to a secret crush of mine. And at that moment, my secret crush was like f- 10 feet from me. So it was really easy for me to just <coughs> ding. Right Who over. was it? Um, a lovely person that is now about to get married. Oh, dun, 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 dun. you flamed your underwear there. I'm like so racking my brain. We both have had so many crushes. I don't know who it was. I don't remember. Uh, we'll just leave it out yeah. in the ether. Uh-huh. Perhaps yeah. they'll yeah. respond to consensus. Mm-hmm. They will. It'll be a great day. In any case, uh, so after you flung your underwear and completed your dare, uh huh, I believe you gave the block back to me I with did. your phone number on it. Because uh-huh. I thought that you you both were very cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And specifically, Snow. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, the that way, conversation yeah, the went way really I, funny the rest of the night. Yeah, the way I the way, actually, and now, then she asked me, about this, and she like, goes, and she goes, and I would love to see you eat his ass. And okay, said, you do remember that oh, part. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I'd be down. Yeah, which and is then the reason Snow why got mad because he thought I was being real presumptive, which I suppose it was, but I thought was. it was being real playful. Yeah, but also it's a reason why that block is no longer in the game. Yeah, we've uh, retired that block retired for life. Because yeah. I had my number on it. Yeah, yeah. Mounted yeah, but it. we paint over the blocks and we play them. That one. So we save that one. Aww. It's in the vault. Yeah. You were the first uh, saved block. Yeah, you're the Aww. first And now when block. there's a really Aww. good one or somebody does something really special with one, you retire it. But or that's because folks, you OG'd that shit. Like, if anyone's paying attention, if you give us our number and we're real excited about you, it might get retired. That's so sweet. And that evening was so stereotypical us. 
where one of us meets a person or meets a couple totally into them and then calls the other partner over to introduce. Because I remember you called me over Mm -hmm. at the end of that Jenga and go, Mama, I want to introduce you to these two people, which I knew that meant you wanted us to have sex with them. And I'm a total yes in general. It's very rare that I'm a no when you're a yes to someone. But because we really get off on the same kind of people. So I was like, yep, that works for me. And then I went about my merry way knowing that at some point in the future... I'm going to enjoy sports with y'all. Mm-hmm. I love that story. Mm. And then I We went on to argue about it. <laughs> and then I went on <laughs> to wrestle a 230-pound man. <laughs> We're back to the wrestling. <laughs> Owning your own experience, right? Wrestling. We had uh-huh. three. Wrestling. Oh, yeah. But you know what? We called that number, and it worked out real well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it did. No, these are legitimately two of our favorite people just in life, mm. and we are so excited that We've had the opportunity to talk with y'all and plan on continuing to do that on this show about any number of experiences that you want to talk about. Uh, And we will absolutely continue to experience life with you guys. We love you guys. Thank you. We love you too. Thank you. Do you guys have any upcoming events or anything you want to promote? So if you go to y'all's Facebook page... Yeah, or or well, so anything that you guys want promoted, we will put on our on, on consentences dot com. Excellent. So and then our website. my Facebook page, people can friend request me, and I may or may not get around to accepting. But if I accept, <laughs> sorry, I'm not always the best at that. But if I accept Savage. on my Facebook page, uh, Nicole Parrish, also Mama and Hummingbird, those are two of my names, uh, or three. Um, my Facebook page, I have all my events. Yeah, sign up. Just there. be burners. Like, just get after it. Yeah, like, it, you're better off. Yeah, like just experience come. life. Just come just to our parties, yes. our classes, our demos. We love doing all of it. Prostate massage demos, lingam massage demos, yoni massage demos classes. Uh, loving the anal, loving, <laughs> loving our bodies. I do want to talk about where wild came from. Nicole, where did wild come from? So is that a great question? It's it's a great question. So wild, the actual what I lusciously desire, that acronym Tate made up, but what it came from was desire. So we all have our different journeys in life, and for me, mine started with. I was married for 23 years to my husband, was my husband. Love that. And thank you. And um, in that marriage, I gave and gave and gave to my husband. And it was beautiful to give. It was healthy to give. But I gave too much. And I gave to my children. And I was a teacher. And I gave to my students. And, and then she was friends. a stump. And I was a stump. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had two she books was as a, a child. Tree. I had two books as a child, and that was one of them. And that book depressed the fuck out of me and because that was like me. I gave and gave and gave. And giving tree has no boundaries. Beautiful to give. Yes, I had no boundaries. And so I became this empty vessel in my marriage. Have and you been filled no, up since? I've been very filled up in all the holes and all the ways. Whoa, Tate. And... um. And so I'm not apologizing. <laughs> it didn't sound like an apology. <laughs> so, um, 
somewhere along the way, when I was still married, someone asked me, this was like the, the big, big moment in my life. Someone asked me where I want to go to dinner. And I didn't know. Like, I just full on didn't know. And they said, well, what kind of food do you want? Mexican or Italian? I, I don't know. And it can be like, oh, I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. But I was at it. I was trying to search within myself. What do I want? What do I want to f- do? Feed my body a very basic need. We want sunlight, water, food. I couldn't figure Nicole, it out. Oh, where's your desire? And so figuring out, like, I don't know my needs. So fast forward, go to multiple years of therapy, and then realizing that the reason I didn't know what my needs were is because I didn't realize I was valuable. I didn't know I was worthy. I didn't know I had unlimited value. And so reclaiming that knowledge that I am worthy and valuable to get my needs met and then beyond that to get my desires met. And so the play parties that Tate and I started however many years ago with our friends, so not the public ones but the private ones, where we just dove into our fantasies. And when someone comes to you with a fantasy, so often they have to, they're really vulnerable. They're saying things that they've maybe thought about for years and are too embarrassed to say or don't feel like they're worthy of getting it met or maybe feel like people won't want to fulfill them. And so we would host these parties and go, what are your fantasies? And we have provided so many fantasies for people. And more. And for me, I have gotten so many of my own fantasies for I was going to ask, like, have you guys ever had any of your fantasies in that? Yes. <laughs> many, many fantasies. And our birthdays are Out of something. Care, like, in case anybody's wondering, uh, I don't know if I've seen, like, tonight already bigger smiles from both uh, Nicole and Tate hmm. on, like, if they had any fantasies in that. Because I, I don't know. Like I, one of my I, fantasies was to host public play parties and change the community around me so that it would accept me as a a whole being as opposed to just like the stereotypes that they would see me fit into. Oh, you mean Preach. like you should just be a person mm-hmm. and be accepted as such because that's what you are and you're a beautiful person. Uh, th- yeah, that was the whole principle that I wanted like it to be. Fuck you, Tate. That the common thought for everybody, right? And that it is was absolutely beautiful. And it was and it was through our interactions of having our private play parties and then our public pr- parties that that we really have affected change in our community around us. It's you it's two are gorgeous. Really like you're, you're two of our best friends, honestly, in terms of the ownership that you take in the vulnerability in which you express yourselves and the way that you allow other people to know you. Thank and you. we are so thankful to know you. Thank you. I love you, Nicole. I love you, baby. I love you. You're Mm. crying. Fuck hard. (laughs) (sighs) Are you crying like a little prince? Bless you. What's going on? I just love you guys. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Thanks for being part of our life and our community. Thanks for thanks for growing with us. Thank you. And evolving. Good God. Lord. So good. Tate. 
I really admired how you open up negotiations with a really simple series of questions. And I've tried to recite and emulate that in my own negotiations. But I would love to hear it from the horse's mouth and just put it out there for two sentences. What's your style? Thanks. It's uh, something that I learned and practiced with Nicole at the beginning of our private play parties. And it was <coughs> um, you voice your... Um, STIs, your fears, your boundaries, your desires, and your gratitude. And by listing each one of those things, you can, uh, like the fears, by letting them go out in an open space, it's easier for when things come up for, for people not to f shift out of what they're doing because they see that y your thing is coming to fruition, such as a lot of the time when we do play parties, I have a fear that I won't be able to get a full erection, right? And if... No I'm man has ever thought that, Tate. So uh, when I voice it out loud to the group and stuff, I get to just let go of the expectation that I'm going to be hard all the time or, or that if I'm not hard, it's because the other person's not pleasing me. It's, right. it's none of that. It's because, you know, my own body. Yeah. So I will honestly, I just want to just piggyback on that. That is a beautiful way of putting it out up front because that is one of my biggest fears. Yeah. Pretty consistently whenever I play in parties. Mm -hmm. And thank you for being really honest and vulnerable about that because it's something that I know I fear and I would imagine many other men do. Mm. So. Thank you, Tate. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially because when performance anxiety strikes for a man, it's very visibly seen where for a woman, like, you can cover it with lube. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and spit and sounds and all sorts of. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> and so a whole lot of why not instead of enthusiastic yes. Yeah. So, so I've learned from both of you guys. I really appreciate that also. Or like, sometimes when that hits, like. I can also say I'm out for a minute. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. I'm, I just change need to not right this second. Yeah. yeah. And you're everybody has the ability to change their mind because everybody has the ability to, to change where they are emotionally. So it's STIs, boundaries. I usually just say my left nostril because uh, that's between me and God. And I've, I found that if I didn't have a boundary that I was trying to say something for myself just as a practice, then I really didn't find that I had any boundaries. So it, it got me into the mode of just thinking what, what it is that I don't want. What are some examples of other people's boundaries that you've heard uh, or like that we've said? No hair pulling or no touching of people's hair or some people don't like their faces touched. Uh, I'm not very much of a kisser. So like kissing to me is better on the neck or like on the ears as opposed mm -hmm. to my mouth. Um, deviated septum. That's hard to breathe when people are you know making out with me. I also just think it's a beautiful thing in the way that you're putting it just now where it's like even like my left nostril, like that's my hard limit. Yeah. Like if you start by saying that, then it, it at the very, it's in the same way where like if I'm playing kinkwise and I want to hear uh, a sub or a bottom say their words, like I want to hear I want to hear you say yellow and red. I want to know you can say them. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like it's say like those because if you can say something, then you can say a lot more. And I want you to be the advocate for yourself. Yeah, it's just like when you uh, when we talked earlier about the no, right? Uh, it's uh, it 
as soon as you hear a no, it's more valuable, all of the yeses. The, the moment that I hear a boundary, then I know that you know you have a boundary, so I know that there is a fence, and I can play all around where that fence is. I trust it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then fears um, be erectile, or like I fear um, that I'm getting tired, or I fear that I won't be fully in my body or fully in the experience. And then you switch over, and you're like, hey, what are my desires for the experience i i desire to have fun or i uh you know i desire to get fully fisted tonight you know it's all about stating something whoa oh my god what will our guests think that i am a ventriloquist act oh my god we actually just watched story 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 we just watched it could be that with the fucking dummies story story four story story it was statutory. <laughs> Toy Story. <laughs> it's a really emotional movie. Don't fucking blame us. So we just watched Toy Story 4, and uh, the ventriloquist dummies in that, uh, I don't want to I don't fi- consent. I don't, I don't consent, and I don't want to fist any of them. I'd fist you if you were what into it. What the fuck are we like talking about right now? I don't know. Tate. Do you want to be my sock <laughs> puppet? Oh, you're my sock puppet. I, I mean, personally, I think it's really hot when <laughs> I or anyone, for that matter, can name what fun means to them, mm-hmm. right? Like, I desire to have fun, but, like, what is that to me right now? Mm-hmm. Or even, like, I don't know what that means, and I want, like, sensation on my skin, or I want, like, deep sensation, or I mm-hmm. want mental sensation. Like, what? where do you want the sensation in your body to originate? What would be hot? is a way of thinking about it. No, I completely understand. But when I say that I want to have fun, it is definitely a cop-out to the situation so that I can go, hey, this isn't really fun for me right now, so I'm going to be able to step out. And I'll put my own finger in my left nostril. Thanks. Exactly. It's between (laughs) me and God. (laughs) So you say some desires, Uh and then we go around. This is when we have small groups. Mm -hmm. We don't do this with our 30, 40 people. Desires. Our desires. And then... Uh, gratitude, mm-hmm. and you just list something that you're grateful for, either in the day or in the space or in yourself. Or, you know. which that's one of those things that I mean, I know that in your lar- even in the larger circle is something mm-hmm. that is a part of the exercise when mm-hmm. people come in, and it's beautiful because if you can't be grateful for where you are, I mean, it's going to be really hard to enjoy where you're at. Yeah. And so to be honest and vulnerable in that moment to speak your truth, it's a lot. Like yeah. and like to be that open. Mm-hmm. But it is also the reason why, whether you're there by yourself or you're there with a partner, like it's why, like your night can be amazing. It's knowing your why. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've tried to condense that I think in our parties in like going around and saying your name and how you came to this space and your intention nice. and just kind of seeing it as intention yeah. and I think that for some people that makes a lot of sense and it's kind of a combination of what you've been talking about mm-hmm. but I think for a lot of people it's also like my intention is to have a good time Woo! because it's really and scary it, it to needs be to be broken down yeah. right and it's like really break down to f- fears and desires and uh, gratitude makes a lot of sense 
And always ending with the gratitude because you go through the heavy stuff at the beginning and then you lift it up at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love how you said like you are front loading fears and like you're also front loading SDI conversation, yeah. which is probably the most important thing to get out of the fucking way. Oh, oh well, yes. I would actually reframe not out of the way, but embrace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Good the point. SDI conversation is really taking the stigma out of when someone happens to have a virus. Right. When it's someone re- happens yeah, it's to have stigma. I mean, it's also it's it's an ownership of Hey, you know what? Uh, there are lots of ways around, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, we have medicine for gonorrhea and chlamydia and whatnot. But if we don't talk about it, and Marvel, you and I have chlamydia, that's going to do some serious damage to us if we're not talking and about yeah, getting, our, getting so our check. And group. And like yeah, and <laughs> spreading it and whatnot. So talking about it, we have our STI date every approximately every three months. We go and do our STI date. And that's and what I love about that conversation also yeah. is that that's, that's part of do. it. Like, when did yeah. you get tested? Like, literally, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going and, and I, have for my what? I have my appointment tomorrow. Uh, well done. Congratulations. High five. And um, my daughter, before she even started having sex, she went and got STI checked just so she could, because she told, and the doctor said she, they wouldn't check her because she didn't have sex yet. We went to a different doctor, and the doctor's like, fuck yeah. Not those words, but like, yes, I'll check you penal contact on a vagina right you yeah for you that. can get stis without penis contact all sorts of fucking things and but my daughter's like Mouse i know i don't have an elephant ears <laughs> so also i know i don't have like why not just get used to that like it's yeah. like a while you're, you're fucking on the arc if you're splinters <laughs> if you're someone who is going to be sexually active there is no reason to not lean into Every three months seems reasonable. It's totally reasonable. Plus, we get our tacos. We have the morning together. Why not? Make it fucking like make it a yeah. fun thing. Like oh, literally, oh it's we just do. Like and then we scout how, like the, the look at how safe clinic. we are. We scout like the house clinic for all of their glow in the dark condoms. It's yeah, the yeah, because you get free condoms there, <laughs> which then end up at our play parties. Thank you so much, health clinics. And like I've had someone recently ask me out on a date, and it was an STI check. Like I have not been out on a date with this guy before. He said his first date was he wanted to go get STI checked with me. That fucking turns me on. No shit. It's like, yeah. oh, really? You what? You want to be safe and fuck? Yeah. You want to have information about your body and my body? And, and yes, and, yeah, please. It's like, oh, maybe we can. Yeah. Oh, should we do that? Oh, yeah. all right. I guess. I, I happen to be a no because it's Tate's my thing. Like, I totally love it to Tate's my thing. But I was like, right, dude, that is like that the asking. best first date. That's awesome. Seriously. Yeah, that was and so I'm sure good. I get STI I checked and fuck around like, tacos. I'm going to, yeah. It's like, you know what? I will Nom. go with you while you get tested and we can get fucking food. I do that with my man. Taco but sex. also, thank you. Yeah, it was it was really great. I'm so, hungry. yeah. <laughs> Let's go eat some food. Tacos. So thank you so much, Marvel and Snow. Thank you. This has been so much fun. You guys are awesome. Thank you. You're going to have to edit the shit out of this because we just totally spiraled out of control so many times. Oh, for sure. There's going to be so much on the, what, on the floor of the cutting room. Mm. No, (laughs) they're bloopers and take backs and shortcuts. I'll figure it all out. They're Mm -hmm. spank bank. (laughs) <laughs> we're doing, right. we're doing some um, animated they're shorts. I was going to say that the Disney like Plus that kind that make th- you cry. They could be like the promo shorts that are in like the commercial for the podcast. There we go. Yeah, I'll just do a lot of blip, blip, blip. Consent is totally blanking out. Tate, consent is the 
conversational form to get an agreed upon approach to something? Nicole. Consent, consent is, is listening and feeling in feeling into and listening to your body, whether you're a yes, a no, a maybe, or I don't know. Check in with me later. And then being able to articulate it. And then the other people be able to hear what that person says. I love how concise that was. So. I'm not actually sure if you're sarcastic <laughs> or not, but well, we'll just sure. move Boo. on. There's yeah. some Boo. gem in there. There's some gem in there. Let's just say that. that was be- you fucking cut both, yourself both, out, not both her. Of you, both of your versions were beautiful. So we'd like to... Th- oh. I would like to thank you. This has been awesome. This has been awesome. And it's a great platform. And I appreciate getting my jump off of it. Honestly, thank you, Tate and Nicole, for being a part of this and for what we want this to be and providing an open and honest conversation around your wild parties, around who the two of you are and owning the people you are while being vulnerable and ideally providing even more of an opportunity for people to see that it's not that hard. It's really, well, I don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) Next time, contracted relationships. Ah. I just love the... I just genuinely love the fact that we care about you guys so much. You were so willing, and we have spent, you know, multiple reschedules for you guys to be here. Mm. And you're here, and this being just a beautiful conversation that is honest with people we love. So thank you both so much. You are so welcome. Thank you. Thank you for holding the space, creating the space, and holding it for us to be here. I'll be your container, baby. <laughs> it's been my pleasure to fill it. Ow! For additional show information, including related articles, links, and social media, check out consentences.com.